Welcome to Pod Sham God with Amo and Brandon. No time to pump fake. It's crunch time. I'm Brandon. That's Amo. What up? What up? How you guys doing today? How you doing, Amo? Uh, I'm doing good today. Yeah, you got caught in a little monsoon action. Ah, I love the monsoon action, man. Yeah, it was a beautiful rainy day here. I got uh, stranded hiking in the rain. Tried to hide under a tree for a little while, and then uh, you're hiding. Yeah, for a second, you know, it started raining just hard enough, and then I was like, I'm gonna have to make it back to the car eventually here. Uh, see, I've never, I've, I've never hid from the rain. No, it's no. never been like that powerful. I've had it being pretty powerful, man. I've been, yeah. I've been in rainforests down in Central America. And you just, just in it, dude. I love it. I, I, I feel yeah. like I don't know. I just, it's hard for me to get uncomfortable. I don't know, like, and I don't know. I feel like it breaks up the just kind of day-to-day routine absolutely it's like a break of the simulation almost it's yeah like, it's, well, some of my favorite experiences are like riding a bike and you get caught in the rain and there's just downpouring and like this one time i couldn't see anything i'm like i just got to keep going to see what happens sure here. and you felt like you like your soul got washed clean by the end of it like you're like renewed absolutely yeah absolutely that's how i feel right now um and i've done those bike trips too and some people don't like it mm-hmm because it can get uncomfortable and, you know, it can get cold too when you're all wet. It depends. Yeah, well, when you're in a bike, you're going to be wet and, yeah. and windy. It's, it's not going to be warm. Yeah. Well, sometimes in the summertime, <laughs> you can catch a nice one, but usually it's pretty cold. Sure, sure. But yeah, just out hiking out at Sycamore Park, uh, you know, just feeling the vibe, just loving it. Yeah. Made, made an extra loop, and that was the loop that did me in. If I had just like called it quits on the first loop, I would have been in the clear, but sure, it's sure. all good. It was fun. Yeah. No, it's good to get outside. Um, we were doing some Kube. We started our Kube League. Kube's a nice little game that you play outside. Yeah, you want to explain to them exactly what it is? Because uh, what is this, like the Vikings invented this with skulls back in the day? That's what they say. That's what they say? That's what they say. Vikings <laughs> didn't invent it, though. They probably played with skulls and bones. I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't there. So everyone has a couple of these sticks, and they're trying to knock over this King Coob, right? Yeah, it gets more cut. Yeah, and there's blocks. You got to knock down the blocks before you uh, hit the king. And then you, like, move according to, like, where the last one was in the last game. Yeah, it's got, it gets a little more complex as the game goes on. There's really not a lot to say, um, except it's just basically throwing blocks or six at blocks and, you know, just trying to do that in a strategic manner um and then obviously the game gets harder as it progresses as as any good game should um but it is played outside and uh yeah as we were talking about it it was pretty hard today rain or shine these guys are out there playing their coup it's nice though to be competitive and just deal with the uh extra element it kind of evens everything out and everyone's got to deal with it it's just Mm kind of like get to see who uh you know who can handle it our team lost twice. That's a bummer. <laughs> you'll, you'll get them next time. Yeah. Yeah, I went out there and played Kube with you one time at your buddy's house. Definitely fun. Didn't you come out to the Eastside Club too or no? Did you fill in one not year? For, not for that, no. Okay. You had invited me out there, but I had to do something else. Yeah, there was one year where I feel like every week I had someone different fill in. Subbing in, yeah. 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 Oh, this could be the year. This could be the year you want to sub in? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I had fun. Nice, nice. But yeah, it's been a good week here. I got to go see an awesome show two nights ago at the Majestic. I got to see Kigago Moyo, Japanese psych rock band. Nice. And uh, this is the last tour they're ever doing. They're breaking up after this tour. They just put out oh, a new, new album. That's a weird dynamic to like... 
they they you know they just planned planned for it you know they're doing like a big hurrah sure. I mean, they sold okay. out the, they sold out the majestic and i mean these guys are incredible they got an electric sitar nice i mean you've never seen anything like this with an electric sitar through a bunch of uh guitar pedals sure sure that two, is wild two guitar players bass and drums and then they all they all sing and it's all in japanese and there's a lot of odd time signatures a lot of psychedelic you know flourishes and then they kind of start rocking out like like a black sabbath like style rock out at certain points dope yeah, it was a good crowd, man. Um, somebody was smoking DMT in the crowd, which uh, I've never seen anybody do that in public before. You ever try that? No, I've never done it. Yeah, it's not on the it's not on the uh, the agenda. I don't think anytime soon. Okay. But, um, have you tried it? We can get into that sometime. Okay. <laughs> be a wild episode. Those records are permanently sealed. No, <laughs> no, no. I just feel like there's a lot that goes on with that one. Hmm. Yeah, it was odd because, like, uh, I started to smell it, and then the guy next to me... Oh, yeah, the other thing that was cool, I got to sit up in the the, the special little reserved balcony area up there, um, like, way up high, like, right by the stage, but up top there. I had never experienced that before. Uh, my buddies, Christy, Joe, and Luke, shout out, they had reserved this box up there, and, like, it's got, like, it even has, like, a little, like, taped off, like, little area. I was like, sweet, I'm going behind the ropes here. This is it. This is fun. Never did this. And uh, just kind of gave the, a little bit of extra visuals because you're like right above, sure, right above the you know the performers. But then I smell something. I'm like, damn, that is distinctly a specific smell. I feel like that's a wild thing to do at a concert. Like, absolutely. And he was front row. You could see, eventually I spotted the cat that was doing it. and He was right front row. Props yeah. to shout out to the to, to DMT guy. Yeah, he went for it. And he was smoking it throughout the show. Oh wow. Yeah. Like a few times. Wow. So, yeah. I'm guessing you probably didn't do it in public. <laughs> I feel like maybe there's like a, maybe he's doing like a, either he's got a really strong tolerance for stuff. Possibly. Or he's doing something that's maybe more diluted in some yeah, way, it somehow. Was, yeah, I think that's it's. maybe meant to be doing something recreationally, because I feel like that's the last thing. Yeah, you would want to be doing in public. At a con, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so that happened, but the show was amazing. This completely, completely rocked out. Dope. Yeah, sold out show, majestic. Absolutely feeling the vibes. So that was that was an exciting thing. So how about you? What you been uh, getting into this week here? Man, let's see. Uh, feel like I had a busy weekend. Um, just kind of running around town, enjoying the weather, and. Um, Really just kind of nothing too exciting, not really anything going on, not really watching anything, not really doing anything except getting outside, riding bikes. Yeah, yeah. Walking around, just trying to get more active when you can. Enjoy the city a little bit. Get out there, man. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But, yeah, just kind of, just kind of living and working and chilling there we go you heard it here for first folks <laughs> <laughs> he's living and chilling that's amo yeah yeah not nothing too exciting right old now. living and chilling old living and chilling old bones here <laughs> yeah so that's that's good man yeah music has been happening again getting getting back out recording with some buddies making some beats you know just kind of uh enjoying 
just kind of listening to music. I'm trying to listen to all the Parliament Funkadelic catalog. Sure. There's quite a few records in their catalog, just kind of going through it, just rocking out, getting caught on the hits. Yeah, I've been listening to uh, Black Keys had a new album come out. They've always been a... Was it any good? See, you know, it's just the same yeah. old Black Keys. Same old Black Keys? Okay. Q-Tip's on there. Interesting. No, 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 shit. That's not that one. Uh, Jack uh, White. Oh, what? Jack White has a new album out, and Q-Tip's on there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think Jack White and the Black Keys both put out records this last little stretch. Yep. Yeah. So I was checking out that one, too. And Q-Tip's on the Jack White one. Q-Tip's on the Jack White one. All right, all right. It's pretty fresh. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to Q-Tip, as always. Always. Uh, so is this Jack White, is he's doing like more of the weirdo stuff from the, the Boarding House Reach, the last album he did, where it was like kind of far out, weird sounding guitars and all that? Is it still like that? I mean, no, it's, it's more like, I guess like, Rack and tearish, okay. But like I don't know, it still feels like it's a little bit experimental. I gotcha. Because yeah, he went pretty far out on that last one. Yeah. And uh, I believe we, you and I, saw him not too long after he had put out that album. Right. And uh, seeing it live, it was more like a rock show mixed in with all the old White Stripes songs. But that album was pretty far out there. I was like, I feel like we should have seen Smokey Robinson. That was my idea. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I fucked up. Yeah, I was all gung-ho because Smokey Robinson and Jack White were playing at the same time. I'm like, we got to go see Smokey. This is going to be it, you know? We'll never see him again. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, Jack White. We got to do the Jack White. I'm like, all right. So you convinced me of it over, you well, know, I just over thought, the course of the day. It's the venue and the guy. Like, I think, like, I don't know. I guess, like, Smokey Robinson would be dope. But I, I just felt like maybe, like, Jack White would have been more, like, energetic. And it was fun. Yeah, no, I, it was. I really I got a video of it that I go back to and watch every once for in a while. For sure, for sure. It was a sick performance. That drummer he had, she was just wailing on those mm-hmm. drums. I don't even know how she could do that for like two hours because it was a long, pretty long show. And he put it down, man. He's he's the man. Yeah, I got to see the White Stripes back in two thousand and three on that Elephant tour, and it was pretty special to see them, like you know him and Meg White rock out. But you know, seeing him now with the full band, it's it's pretty dope too. Yeah, no, I wish I would have caught him earlier with the White Stripes. Um, there's probably a couple opportunities that I had to go to some shows, and I just didn't. And then they were gone. They were, they were gone. Yeah. And the Raconteurs, too. Yeah. I was going to go see them, but that didn't happen. So, you're uh, Jack White, did you listen to the new Black Keys album? I listened to the Black Keys album, too. Okay. Yeah. Thoughts? Thoughts on the Black Keys album? Um, I mean, there wasn't really anything that stood out in terms of, like... Um, any song that I was listening to on a repeat or anything. Um, but it's a fun album. It's just nice to have them like on there. I feel like it would be the perfect song to start out a road trip to or just like a long drive. Just like Okay. Yeah, I kind of fell out of the loop with what they've been doing on the last couple albums. The last one that I really liked was the one that they did with um, Danger Mouse. They did a couple of Danger Mouse, but... The last one they did with Danger Mouse. Okay, because the first one they did with Danger Mouse was Attack and Release. And that one, to me, is kind of like their pinnacle of like a certain style. Then they kind of like pushed it to like maybe more arena rock levels. Yeah. Like after that. Yeah, no, they definitely got like real grandiose with it. I think the last album that they did with Danger Mouse, it was even like a lot of guitar solos. Um, Oh, yeah, for sure. Like and a lot of like longer songs you know mm-hmm. with a lot like more complex parts in there um but i really dug that and then i don't yeah, know more synthesizers too yeah, yeah definitely they, synthesizers they i, I got a weakness for that and i got a weakness for danger mouse so 
Um, but yeah, I, I kind of fell off a little bit after that too. So it was just kind of nice to yeah to get them back in there a little bit. Yeah. So speaking of Danger Mouse, he's putting out an album with Black Thought. Dope. And uh, they've been working on it for like I guess for a little while here. They've been trying to like work on stuff sporadically. But to see Danger Mouse return to the hip hop realm, I'm so excited because like the Mouse and the Mask, and obviously the Gray album, his work on Gorillas. I feel like Danger know. Mouse doesn't miss like ever. Um, yeah, unless he's in like in a situation where he can't do his thing, like he had to like go produce for like U two. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, like, that's when he started falling off. He didn't fall off, but he just got put in a position where it's just like, what are you gonna do with U two? It's like they sound like what they sound like. You can, sure. you're not gonna be able to put your flourishes all over it. But yeah, Black Thought. One of the best rappers alive. Probably top five at this point. As a lyricist, he's probably my one of my favorites. Um, just he's got everything. He's got the great flow, like great wordplay, really intelligent rhymes. Mm-hmm. Um, just great delivery of it. Like his voice is is something that stands out. Um, he just I feel like he never got like his his fair share of like notoriety and fame like i think he's starting to get it now because he's putting out these solo albums he was kind of under that roots umbrella for so long and quest love is the leader of the roots you know kind of like you know spiritually and like you know kind of like in people's minds yeah he's like the household name like when you think of the roots you think of quest love and and um because also he's just so so out there doing so many things and oh yeah he's always pushing it yeah yeah, and and Black Thought he won an Oscar this year for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, <laughs> but I think like, yeah, Black Thought like did a lot of um you know work with J Period, my boy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you turned me on to the J Period stuff. I still I still rock his stuff. Dude, me too. Yeah, I'm all over the J Period. Yeah, and um, I just I just feel like he still doesn't have his um you know proper respect yet, like because no one ever puts him on there in their list of like top MCs besides probably like you or me. Yeah, we're definitely, yeah, in that nerdier side of it, I guess you would say. But hearing him with these Danger Mouse beats is going to be pretty fresh. I'm so excited for it. Dude, I can't I'm, wait. I'm totally all for it. So, yeah, then, yeah, back to the Black Keys. I remember it's so funny that they got as big as they did because I remember I saw them at uh, Bonnaroo 2004. Sure. And this was, you know, way before they had blown up, and it was just, like, straight kind of blues rock, like, pretty, you know, like, I mean, the earlier stuff, you know, you know the freak thickness and those albums are just really raw they would just hang one microphone from the ceiling and yep. just rock out and i remember this like guy was like standing there like crossed armies like they've been doing the same material for this whole tour and like he was just like disgusted by it i'm like i wonder what happened to that guy because like <laughs> he obviously like loved the band so much he had seen him a bunch and he was like just like being really hard on him and then sure. they like, go and just like totally evolve into like a whole different band and become like mainstream and they're on like chevy commercials that guy's probably like damn <laughs> every no, time guy, he hears him that guy probably is tuned out and he's probably watching some some small band somewhere like hating it like you know how right those people are. yeah, they're, yeah not exactly. shit. Like, they're not gonna enjoy that at all i know exactly that type of person yeah it's 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 funny when you love someone so much like at the kigago moyo show um i really wanted to play the song uh nazo nazo it's the song that i fell in love with it like on the like the first time i heard it was just like on a random blog and i was like oh just going through tracks just listening to stuff and i heard this and it just stopped me dead and i was just like oh my god like this is the prettiest piece of music i ever heard and I'm like, come on, they got to be playing it. I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to play it last. And I'm like, ah, it's too low-key of a track for them to play last. And then they didn't play it. And I was just like, 
dang, you know, but it's just when a show can be like absolutely like one of the best shows you've ever seen and they didn't play your favorite song, like, come on, forget about it. Right. It's so good. And you didn't have to go anywhere to see it. It's in your hometown. Yeah. The Majestic is right there. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. I'm all about it. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The Black Keys. Hit or miss. I thought you were saying that Jack White was on the Black Keys album. And I was like, oh, my God, that'd be hilarious. Yeah, no, they're just both in the same vein, like, to me, like, sonically. Yeah. You know, they're pretty similar. Um, Now they just kind of both branched out. But, no, and they both had albums out, like, within, like, probably a month of each other. I just happened to check them out just now. Yeah. So they were both on there. Yeah, those guys are like, uh, they're like McDonald's and Burger King. They're like, just like always like, like they're going to build a McDonald's over here. We're going to build a Burger King over here. Sure. Because that happened, like Jack White moved to Nashville. And then like not too long after Dan Auerbach moved there too. And then like enrolled his kid in the same school district. And Jack White like publicly came out and he's like, this guy is copying me at every corner. I can't have this. Like, this is some bullshit. Sure. And he's just, he's totally just like Burger Kingdom, just like, just like they, you know. Just I get it. Parked up right next to him. I feel like I, I, I get that, like when Ghostface kind of has that <laughs> same beef with Action Bronson. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bronsolino. Yeah. He just had a new album that came out. I was all over it, man. Loving it. Uh, Ghostini. Team uh, Ghostini. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think they sound distinct from each other. I think like early on, 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was, like when Action came out, I guess it was probably 12 years ago, uh, he sounded so much like Ghostface, and it was just insane. But now they're both older, and they have a more distinct, like I think, style sure. from each other. That I, I can listen to Action Bronson, and I don't even think of Ghostface anymore. Well, same, me too, but that's just because I've listened to so much Ghostface. Mm-hmm. That... It's distinct, yeah. That well, it's also like I can't help but then compare it to Ghostface. Oh yeah, okay. and then I'm like not gonna like it because I'm like, well, this isn't as good as Ghostface. So mm-hmm. in my mind, yeah, I don't really get an action Branson. See, because it, it doesn't it's, have to it's, be. It's, it's, I I can't get over it because it sounds just like Ghostface, but it's not Ghostface, and then I get disappointed because it's not Ghostface. Yeah, I think you need to get dig more into the Action Bronson palette because you can really understand like his his like lyricism is built on a different thing. It's obviously like he mimicked Ghostface, like he's like a kind of like a clone of Ghostface. Sure, but his actual like syllabic placement and his different like uh, styles of rhyming uh, within like within the bars and like it's just a different it's a different style. Oh, totally. for sure, like Ghostface, you can't ram like him. No, it'd be like impossible he's, he's to like, really even do like that. Like he's he's gonna do his own thing. It's like a stream of conscious kind of like you get whatever it is in that moment, and it's gonna be yeah. He's just yeah. Action Bronson has a lot more food based stuff too. A lot more food references. Sure. I mean, his show "Fuck That Delicious." Fuck that's delicious. <laughs> I mean, like that took off, so that was huge. Sure. People love that. You ever catch any of that? Nah. Oh, you didn't get into that. So you're just like totally off. Off. I'm a him. hater. Oh, you don't have to be a, you're not a I'm hater. I'm a hater. You just like prefer one dude over the other. It's I'm all a hater. Good. But yeah, the new Bronson was pretty good. Yeah, all over that. And uh, he's doing some, he's doing some good work with the video stuff, man. Sure. He was just at this uh, famous, uh, the most famous bread place in New York City. And he got to like sit in with them in the back. It's some good documentation. It's, I've seen, I've seen some shit that he's done and. I'm going to try to maybe do a little transition segue thing here, but I think he should go to like, uh, he needs to go to Thailand. 
I think he's been to, he did an episode in Thailand, I think. Well, do you know what happens there recently or what's going to happen there in the future? No, what's going on in Thailand? They are legalizing weed. Okay. And their government is like allowing everyone to like grow weed. Okay. I think, I think it grows even, pretty plentifully over there, but it's illegal. I think to they're have. even giving plants away. Yeah. Well, I think the plants are plentiful over there. Like, I think, I mean, like Thai weed, I mean, that's like a nickname for. Sure, for, for sure. Weed. I mean, it's been in the vernacular for my whole life. Now they're doing it to promote tourism. Yeah, makes sense. So it's like the, you know, a lot of countries in that area in Southeast Asia have very strict, like, marijuana laws. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah especially for foreigners. That's what I was saying. Like, they, the plants grow readily, but it's very highly illegal to possess it at right, all. Right, right. So it's just, um, it's going to be quite the, the cultural shift and. Who knows? Maybe that's going to be a nice little spot where all sorts of shit pops up. I think shit um, already does pop up there pretty heavily on the tourist side. Well, yeah, but I mean, like now you can maybe legally have like a cannabis cafe or something. And oh, maybe, yeah, it'll it'll change. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. got these tourist spots opening up like maybe like a little Amsterdam. Yeah. I mean, I hear Amsterdam's not even that much of a weed spot anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like kind of uh, taking a back seat. Because I know, like, you know, like with the mushrooms, they illegalize mushrooms there. You have to, like, have this other, it's not exactly a mushroom. It's, like, some other type of uh, psilocybin-based fungus. But it's not actual, it's not, like, mushrooms anymore. Because I think that they were kind of, like, trying to curb that. That's bullshit. You give me the real mushrooms. Yeah, those are illegal there now. And they're trying to rezone the uh, the red light district over there, too. They're trying to, uh, kind of trying to, like, quarantine that and like uh corridor it off even more and like move it out of its historic place but it's been his you know the red light district's sure. been there since forever so i feel like yeah like amsterdam they're trying to like get away from that image just like a tiny bit but thailand could take it go thailand go thailand yeah no thailand would be fun like if they if they just really really dove into that and bought into that um and hopefully it just kind of starts to spread like could you imagine just like I mean, it seems it seems beautiful. Like I was watching that. Uh, was it uh, Seth Green went there to make that movie Change Land, and he like brought all the whole cast, like Macaulay Culkin's in it, and like a couple other people, and he brought everybody over there to like film. And I was like listening to their podcast, talking about it. And it sounded like one hell of an adventure. Sure. Yeah, I think people would love to go over there. I, I would love to go over there. Could I'm you imagine not... if it just like broke all sorts of records for for tourism and at a time when like economies are struggling all of a sudden yeah i, I can't even imagine I, I don't know what the dollar you know uh translation is over there I, i'd imagine it's probably pretty strong so you're probably getting a pretty good deal on that front too yeah but those plane tickets aren't cheap right now no no that's They're looking a, thing. a little scary yeah <laughs> the train trips are looking even more appealing <laughs> <laughs> can't train to thailand though yeah not yet <laughs> not yet not yet <laughs> not ever not ever yeah, absolutely. I mean, the... Uh, hey, so speaking of um, yeah. traveling... Yeah. Um, what do you think about, like, the shit that came out about... So we saw... You saw that we have a picture of the black holes now, right? Mm-hmm. And then, so didn't, like, Einstein have, like, his theory about, like, time travel? Where, like, you gotta go through a black hole? Yeah, I remember, it, remember reading something about that, but you'd have to refresh me up on that one. So, I don't know. So isn't it essentially like if you think of space as like paper? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like expanding or whatever mm-hmm. somehow. 
but like it's still like a piece of paper or whatever. And like maybe like, you know, like we're on like one side of it. Mm. And then like, you know, there's a point obviously on the far other end of the sheet or whatever that like is yep. probably the furthest distance away from us possible. So like it's really hard to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But maybe you can like fold that paper. Like maybe like a, a going through a black hole is essentially like warping that time and space. Mm-hmm. So that all of a sudden you fold that paper. So now your point A and point B are right by each other. Yeah. So you can actually travel to that. Yeah. That point. So like time travel is really like time and space travel, essentially. Like you're saying, and it folds on, folds on top of itself. So you can create like almost like a tunnel, like a black hole tunnel from one to the other. Right. And then you're like, obviously traveling at a, you know, a reasonable, you know, maybe not by our standards now because we can't do it, but. You can actually get there. Yeah, I don't know if it would be ever even like possible for us to even like survive that. Well, yeah, of course. Like in, yeah. In theory, like that would be, you know, like according to like Einstein's math, mm-hmm. possible. I'm here for it. Let's yeah. get it. Let's get it. <laughs> Is that how you're going to travel to Thailand? Yeah. No, I, I just, I don't know why I just thought about, I just thought about that, but like, it's just wild. Like, I think, like, I've been thinking about, like, time travel and shit. I just don't believe it's possible. Like, I, I know, like, people are hyping it up, like, now, like, because of this mm-hmm. discovery of the so you you know, picture ti- of the black hole. Like, Einstein's more relevant. So you believe time but, is totally lin- linear then? Like, there's no jumping no, on no, the timeline no. at all? No, 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 no. I, I think I think definitely you can jump timeline. And I think, like... um. Well, then time travel is possible then by that. No, because I mean, I guess it is possible, but is it possible like only one way, or is it possible like that's yeah, that's the linearness of it, yeah, because like, could you go to the future or to the past? Would one be easier than the other? Right, because the past had already existed. That's what I try to think about right now. Like that's where I mean, the past already existed. There was a place, and it was you know, but then it would have to be still happening. But what if like your life is just like space mm-hmm. and like maybe like death is that bending of that time warp or whatever i could see that and um you know you can get to like point like a different plane or a different point mm-hmm. that like normally you can never get to in this life but then like when you transition yeah like all of a sudden you're like going through like the next shit Mm-hmm. But like you can never come back though Yeah You know what I mean? I do know what you mean Like you're saying like your soul Your essence is being like shifted into Like another entity Right Yeah Like a reincarnation in, of a sense mm-hmm. Yeah I mean I can I can get down with like the idea Of there being multi- multiple you know versions of ourselves Like the multiverse Where there is thousands of other versions of you Out there doing what you're doing Like it's almost like a you know, just uh, looking through like a like a like a frog's eye or something like or like a you know like a like a fractal image of yourself, and it's just like it's not you, but it is you, and it's through this like you know you could see like a thousand different versions of it, and it's all happening all at once, and you can maybe tap into those somehow. Sure, but in terms of like jumping the timeline, I don't really understand how that could happen because if you went like, how would you go to the future? Like, it doesn't even quite make any sense. Like. 
it, does it exist already? Well, that's the thing. Because if it, if it, time is linear and then there is like a beginning and an end to it then, because that would have to be a beginning and end. If you're going to skip forward, it has to be happening already. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's, I, I feel you. No, I feel you. And that's what I think about, like, because the way that we perceive it, maybe we just perceive time in a way, like, that's just how we're, the only way we're limited to perceive it in such a way. Right. Would you ever be able but to comprehend that? But it's not the only that? way yeah. that you can perceive it. Yeah, because, I mean, you could, like, literally, like, go into a dream state in your dreams and, like, perhaps, like, your soul or, or essence. Or a DMT like, state. I think this might sure. be the episode. Where we oh, get is that. it? Okay, okay. Well, we're getting we're getting in there. I feel like, okay, we're, like. But you okay, go to sleep and you could trade. In there. You could trade places, like, with yourself in a different dimension. I think that's wild, like, the dreaming, like, because where the fuck does that come from? And, like, how do you how do you have like these distinct memories and feelings mm-hmm. of these images that experiences that you you're experiencing like you yeah, are experiencing these things and they're so vivid yeah and they're so vivid and they'll stress you out you'll be grinding your teeth you'll be you know freaking out in a cold sweat or it could be the opposite you'd be like man i fell in love with some of this beautiful woman this whole thing we had a whole life we like traveled the globe and then you wake right. up and you're like what the hell just happened right and like why is time like it can like be like slow or it can be con- like condensed or like really really fast you can like live like a whole lifetime in a dream state or it could be like slow motion like you're just like trying to catch a train and you're just like no and you're like struggling in your dream and it feels like you're being pulled back by like an unstoppable force and, and it you takes feel forever it. and you feel it all these things and sometimes they even like last forever like you can have like you know what was funny is actually like a couple of weeks ago when you uh first mentioned that john was gonna write that song yeah and you were like you're telling me about like how you guys are kayaking and um all of a sudden like he keeps going on and on about me calling him Johnny G strings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like I literally had a dream that night about like <laughs> John, like giving me shit <laughs> about it. And I was like, dude, I was like, just a joke. And he kept like being it serious kept, and kept going, going on yeah, and on yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. And it was just so fucking funny. Like, and I was just, I was just like, I always remember that. Like when I think about that story now, it's just like, oh, fuck, yeah. John was giving me shit, even fucking dreams. In like, the even dreams. Even in my fucking yeah. dreams, he was giving me shit. Yeah, you can't escape that. Right? Yeah, it's like, I'll be in your nightmares tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But it's all, it's all, it's still like real though. And then like, it's not, has anything to do with this world or mm-hmm. has, like, you know, like none of that really, some of it is based in, in, in what you experience, but other times it's just like, where where the fuck am I? How did this happen? Like, yeah. what's going on? Like, and you'll be, same thing with like like uh, tripping. And, and I I had this dream that me and my stepdad Corey, shout out Corey, hopefully you're listening. And uh, we were building a modular synthesizer together, and like he just got into like modular synthesis, like of like sound, and like in the dream I knew all of these like components. Like I, I watch videos of people doing modular synth stuff, but I don't really know the exact components. But in the dream, we're both just like, "Oh, this uh, this oscillator <laughs> over here needs to be sure. configured this way to like match up with the uh, you know the envelope filter over here, and we got to plug in all these different things." And I like wake up and I was like, "What did I just like know how to do that in the dream? Like that doesn't make any sense. Like you know, how right. how, how could you have acquired that much like subconscious knowledge in your brain? And like maybe you know obviously I'm just making stuff up, but it." it was pretty much real though. Yep. Because like I, you know, I like later on I like went and looked it up. I'm like, oh yeah, that was like that's how it works. Oh shit. So, 
there's so much shit stored in your brain. See, I've never had anything like that where I've taken something from a dream and had it been like something that surprised me that I that didn't you knew. Know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's all like fact based things that happen to you. Yeah. My dreams are usually like, I guess they're more like situational. So they're always just like kind of more like reacting to reacting to things like how things and places like how far fetched like i have this reoccurring dream that i have to like go down to like cuba or like somewhere like down there and i have to like train these animals to uh swim against each other so i got like giraffes and elephants and i'm trying to get them to swim okay and it's but it's like really like colorful and the colors are always really saturated and it's very fantasy based you know and i can like breathe underwater and all kinds of shit but it's like a reoccurring dream. Like, do you have like wild, like fantastical, like m- like almost like mystical, like type dreams? Yes, but I can't do anything that like I can't do in real life. So I've never really gotten to the point where oh, I could like, like fly no or breathe in water or okay. do anything like that. Damn. Um, but they're all just uh, they are like mystical and wild and like always somewhat adventurous and mm-hmm. you know sometimes even like feeling like you're. Like some sort of action hero, fucking like, yeah. on on some ship that's about to explode, and yeah, you gotta, and you gotta get out like, of there. Yeah, and oh, everyone's man. against you, and like you got <clears throat> the flying is amazing because when I was a kid, I used to be able to have like lucid dreams pretty regularly, mm-hmm. and I could uh, feel like I was like flying, like I would just like be able to like not too like not like Superman, but like I could like float up to like the top of like a three or four story building and just kind of float amongst the trees and just kind of travel around that way. Sure. And when you're lucid dreaming, it really feels like you're there and you can control it. And it was, it was, yeah, it's rare for me to be able to do that now. I think your mind just gets like too overworked and it's just like actually trying to sleep. <laughs> so you're like, but when you're a kid, you have nothing to do. So you're just like in that state. It always reminds me of that Mitch Hedberg joke. What do you like, say? I hate dreaming because uh, I just want to sleep. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm building a go-kart with my ex-landlord. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's like some random bits of information pieced together. And you're like, why would Mitch Hedberg be building a go-kart, first of all? <laughs> and like with his ex-landlord. Yeah. And that always happens. It'll be somebody random from yep. like 10 years ago. And I'm like, I'm like, what the hell is uh, you know Mitch doing here? I don't get it. I haven't thought about this guy in forever. And like, is there a significance? And it's like, nah, there's no significance. Like your brain was just like regurgitating something. Have you ever had a dream that like told you something that like came true later? Yeah, there's definitely some things for sure. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I feel like I've heard stories about that, but I've never really experienced that where, but maybe I have and I don't know it and that's what deja vu is. Right. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like I've ever had that sensation where, but I feel like it's happened. Like I know people that feel like they swear that like all of a sudden they had like a dream and then that came true i Mm. do feel like though that like i see people like in my dreams Mm -hmm. that have like passed away Mm. and that's kind of cool yeah i have quite a few dreams uh my mom has uh, passed away like uh, six years ago now and i'll have dreams where she's there sure and she'll just be like telling me something or like you know like I don't want to say like guiding me through something, but like she'll just be like, "Hey, like you should have took a left instead of that right." And sure, I'm like, "Ah, sure. damn!" Like she's right. 
you know yeah and they're in that it'll feel like cool you know you're like oh wow like they're like that essence you know that's what's weird about that like when i say like essence or soul you know it's like people like oh but we don't have souls i'm an atheist i'm like well something does happen like when you die sure like they're like when you're like there at the moment somebody passes away like they're just like something happens like there's something like leaving the room there's like a light and like there's some something like the energy gets displaced somewhere it it just has to yeah i feel like i mean like it takes yeah i don't know i don't know much about like what happens right at the moment of death but i feel like there's probably like a point where like depending on how you die like maybe like your heart stops working or like Mm -hmm. you know there has to be some some reason for that like that you can explain like medically and scientifically but there's something else extra though like with the brain function it has it has to do with the brain sure it's all in the brain so that's that's where it gets interesting like i always thought that like um uh a soul was like a distinct or like a person's personality was like distinct or whatever mm-hmm. but then like how do you explain like you ever see those people who like get into like they have like a head accident mm. and their like personality changes and they start speaking german or something yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah i i've read a lot of the oliver Sacks books he, like the man who mistook his wife for a hat or coat rack or whatever it is uh musicophilia there's like a and he just deals with these type of things where like all of a sudden like somebody gets into a car wreck and the next thing you know they can play piano really well right or then like all of a sudden like one little like pitch of like a note will like get in their head and it'll drive them completely crazy it can be anything you can be like looped thoughts but yeah like when you're saying like somebody picks up a whole nother skill or a whole language like what's exactly the explanation for that yeah i don't i don't understand it like i because it's definitely like it's not under the control of the person Hmm. no not at all no it couldn't even mean like sometimes it's like a language a person probably never even heard of or an accent that like right isn't even anywhere locally by them yeah it would be impossible for them to like off context or living to have picked up all of that information right so i don't know yeah it's out there shout out oliver Sachs. didn't think he was going to come up in this podcast represent yeah so like like you said, like when when you're outside sometimes and you're in the rain and you just get that like cleansing and that like you're, you're saying it's like a break from the matrix. I'm firing or like, on like a thousand beats per minute right now. Yeah, coming to you one thousand beats per minute. That's right. Back. Shout I, out. Know that's back. <laughs> I know that's back. Um, yeah, man, absolutely. And it, it, it's weird with like synchronicities because I'm I'm looking at this this record down here that I got from the the Blackjacks, and it's uh, a picture of two kids and it's uh later learned it's from they're from south africa and they're trying it looks like they're trying to catch this train and the picture is from inside the train okay so i was in milwaukee last week at the record store trying to you know pick up some records before exclusive went out of business and i came across this image and i was like oh my god i need to have this like image like in my life i need it you know and so i pick it up you know with a couple other records and i come home later on i'm looking at the back of the jacket and I'm like, wait, Matthew Salacuse took this photo? So, like, I've been kind of, like, obsessed with this dude. Like, right when DMX died, uh, there's an article that came out about this this photographer. And he's, like, somewhat, he has some notoriety, but he was supposed to do a photo shoot with DMX in New York oh. City. And you know how things went with DMX. Like, obviously, like, DMX didn't show up. 
DMX publicist calls him the next day. He's like, hey, we'll fly you to Miami. There's a chance you'll be able to meet up with him there. And so this this like photographer has to follow DMX around Miami and just to get like, you know, he has to like live with them basically like, you know, whatever like trouble he's getting into, he has to follow sure. along because he needs to get these photographs. And, uh, and what, what this guy Salacuse does is, uh, he buys like on, uh, undeveloped film at, uh, like, you know, like auctions or wherever, like, you know, like, you know, deceased, whatever people's houses, you know, where they do the estate sales. Sure. And, uh, he does this thing where he prints out 10 copies of each of them. And he sells them. And then if somebody like says like, Hey, my dad took that photo. He's like, I'll give you all the money for it. You know, otherwise he uses it, donates it, does it, you know, uses it for more photography stuff. Mm -hmm. But I had been like, like obsessed with like this archive of photos that he had done. Plus he does like all the rappers. Like he does, he's like all the comedians, all the rappers that I like, this dude does the photography for it. And like, Like who else? What's that? Like who else? I mean, name like like he like the, he did like give all me, the, give me some he name. did like all the good Wiz Khalifa ones that are like super artistic. Dope. I mean, like Khaled, obviously. Um, like, uh, I mean, there's so many. Like off the top, I can't even sure, think about sure. it. I'm drawing a blank because I'm trying to get uh, to the other part of the story. Sure. Um, but that synchronicity of me just like pulling this photo out or uh, this album out and being like, I need this photo in my life, and that comes like to be like that is taken by this guy that I'm like obsessing over his photography already. And I didn't know it. And so like this whole scene over here, he went to South Africa because there's all these kids there that do like train surfing where they like will catch a train, like catch a ride or like jump up at the top of it. That sounds fun. And so he did a whole book of photography where he's like shooting all these like photos of all these people train surfing in South Africa. And it is really wild. Um, The copies are all sold out. So I'm trying to get my hands on a copy of this book. But a lot of photos are on on Google. So Matthew Salacuse. The Black Jacks album is pretty solid, interesting music for sure, but the photography is what got me. But those weird moments of synchronicity like that, I mean, obviously, like, it's just a coincidence, but is it, though? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think when you are telling that story, because there's obviously something that attracted your eye for this photography that he does mm-hmm. that, you know, like, maybe consciously or subconsciously, whatever it is, like it was gonna like every time you see something that he does it's probably gonna catch your eye yeah whether you know it's him or not because there's something there that that you like and but what's funny though is like i was going through like thousands of records and i wasn't looking at all of them i was just kind of like flipping through like every four or five because i was just trying to get through all the different stacks so it is there is some randomness to it for sure yeah, that's the thing. Like, why is that there at that moment? Like, and the entire universe is just a bunch of randomness. So, like, obviously, it's just a coincidence. But you know, like, what what energy was there? Like, what like like the energy? Like this this finding this is like kicked off a whole nother like search for this other book and this whole other thing. Like, I'm gonna end up in South Africa next year. Like, sure. like just like trying to like you know train surf. You know, it's gonna be this whole like adventure. Like, just from this one little thing. So like all those energies, you know, going in different directions in the universe, there is something to the randomness. So do you believe in the butterfly effect then? Like, I mean, up to a point, yeah, everything is going to like affect everything. Everything's going to affect everything. Yeah. In one direction or the other. Do you think that there's, that's always true? Like, is there, can you find an example where that's not true? Well, we're always in constant motion, you know? And you can't be like neutral when you're in constant motion. And so when you like push somebody one way, they might sway back the other way. If they hadn't done it, then they would have uh, stayed still 
or maybe like, you know, swayed a different way. And just that little effect, you don't know how like, and that's just like a little thing. And obviously like, I think like my favorite is like the Simpsons episode where like Homer, like gets the, the toaster that takes him back in time. And he's just like, oh no, make sure you don't uh, affect anything at all. And he I just does like one. the little yeah. sneezes on a dinosaur. And then he comes back and they all have like, they're all lizards and all that yeah. stuff. And by the, he like keeps going back to change things. And by the end he just like <laughs> goes back and he's just like bashing like everything and like just trying to kill everything. And it comes back and they're like, what, like, I think they're like eating with like lizard, like tongues or something like that. And I, I, I think like, you know, that's an extreme version of that. But if like, you know, if I go out and like smash your car window, like that's going to have like a total effect, you know, like you're going to go get your window. You're going to be pissed at me, obviously. Right. You have to go get your window fixed. You don't know what's going to happen. Like at that, that, you know, the glass change range, you know, place, you might meet somebody that could make you invest in a fake uh fake warehouse full of bricks and, <laughs> and the next thing you know like you're in a ponzi scheme with this guy and you got a fake warehouse full of bricks and you got your own fake warehouse full of bricks yeah <laughs> but i i also feel like maybe there's some things that obviously they get affected and when other things affect them but like up until a certain point it's just maybe not even significant like mm. Does it matter like which way like like does it matter like how hard a, a boat is rocking like on the waves like will it make a significant difference if like the waves are moving slightly like with more force Yeah but on a micro on, boat? on a microcosm scale it it will possibly like let's say he's got his wife out there and she gets nauseous, she gets seasick, and she doesn't ever want to go out boating again. Well, right, that's what I mean. Like, it'll and then he like that. gets divorced from her because he's like, I can't deal with this chick not fucking going out in my boat. And she's like, You're always out in your boat, right? They get but let's say like, they don't have kids, yeah. and their story's dead. They're, nah, they're... not necessarily. I mean, there's the little things that'll happen. Like they get like divorce lawyers involved. They like both spend all their money. The one gets uh, desperate and goes and robs a bank because they didn't have enough money for the divorce lawyer. Yeah. You, know, the, you know, and then it's, you know, the bank teller has a heart attack because like they got robbed by this person. I mean, I'm just saying like, I mean, this, maybe the story is dead. Like, you know, energy will dissipate at a certain point. Like it's like a, like a vibration, like in like a wire, like eventually. You know, that's, that's a good correlation there. Like maybe, maybe like energy is that like, it just moves around. Like, um, you know, it cannot be created or destroyed. Isn't that a Newton law? I don't know who did it. I'll give you Sir Isaac did pretty much I think like eighty percent of all the the uh terming of all that stuff. The guy yeah, came I think, up with I think a lot that's of one of his things, like um which is wild though. I got the history of science book over there. We can pause this thing and check it out and we can read this five <laughs> <laughs> hundred page book real quick. Now, what else what else is going on? You got anything that's going on in the world that you want to talk about? Anything in the world that is going on goodness gracious there's a big there's a big uh big thing right there but i feel like maybe we should take a break and touch into some current so events, this isn't the dmt episode yeah maybe not all right we'll maybe come back not. to you guys tune in uh three weeks from now for that <laughs> <one>. <laughs> all right thanks for checking out pod sham guy we'll be back in a little bit to talk a little sports a little current uh events a little uh a little more thailand talk no i'm just kidding it's always time for thailand all right peace y'all
Anniversary. Welcome back to Pod Sham God. We uh, take a little trip around the news here. It's been kind of a bummer news day. Um, I don't know if you want to get into the shooting that happened at all. Yeah, it's about time. Um, I feel like it's... I mean, there's been several shootings since we've been doing this podcast, and we haven't addressed any of them because it's become so fucking commonplace and sad that you would be talking about it all the time. But uh, I think we got to get into it on this one here. Yeah, like um, this one was definitely a little different in the sense that guy doesn't go to his school he goes to a kid's school mm-hmm. and takes out some kids uh the last shooting that i remember was the uh oh the buffalo one from yep. like eight days ago yep i mean That's that was, was say. so fucking crazy that was wild too yeah so yeah the uh extremism on this shit is definitely peaking it's it's fucked up yeah. Well, but this better be the peak of it. We better be fucking going downhill after this. I don't, I don't think this is the peak. I think this is just the beginning. Like, I think that, like, you're going to see um, a lot more restlessness uh, because there's just going to be a lot of, um, like, a lot more disparity between the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. I mean... And I think that inequality but I mean, is only going like, to... When you grow. look at the, the murder rates... In 2020, they peaked. I mean, they jumped more than they ever jumped in the history of them keeping that statistic. Sure. The amount of murders in 2020, and then 2021, it went up again. And now we're in 2022. We don't know what's going to happen with those numbers. But I mean, yeah, you talk about restlessness. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I think like it's a crazy world, though. Like, it's not just like one thing. I think everything is just kind of rearing its ugly head right now and progressing in a way where it's just all coming together. Yeah, there's hitting us hard. Like, yeah, society. Society has been like held up by like numerous schemes and weird things that we've been, you know, doubling down on for years and neglecting. So, what do you think is the solution here? Because I think like when I'm seeing like people talk about this or like you know react to this, I just feel like. Both sides are like idiots. Is like how I see it. It's yeah, it's in easy a, in to a, in, a, in a sense. Because I feel like well, when, people, when things become political, you're like missing the real yeah heart of the issue. You're you're now using an issue to try to like to gain push an agenda to yeah. push an agenda politically. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like I, I try not to even get into that because like it's just like so sad. Like right off the bat, and like people like see a news story like that, and they're like. Hey, this is how it fits in with my uh, my idea over here, and I'm like, this isn't your idea. This is like a like a tragedy, right? Like this is like this isn't like an intellectual like uh, thought experiment or anything like that. This is like people dying, you know. And uh, to reduce it down to any, I mean, it's just like people being disenfranchised. I guess like what you're saying. You think that's like what it is? You think there's like a way? Yeah, I think there's a lot of different things. Like I think like in this particular instance for this kid, like who knows? Like he was only like what eighteen years old at the most. Like how old was this kid? I'm not sure. I don't have the stats on that. Sure. So like, what's no, going no fact on? Checker. What's going to be going on in this kid's world that's really going to be like pushing him to this this point? Like it's got to be either like some trouble at home or some trouble with like his um, yeah, you know, social life. Because what else yeah. is there when you're 18? Yeah, you're not that stressed out. Like, you, you haven't, your business hasn't failed. Right. It's tricky. I had a, a close friend. Uh, she committed suicide uh, when we were, I think, like 15. 
And, right. uh, and it was always like, you know, it was like, obviously like, you know, another tragic event, you know, but I always wondered like, man, they must've been in like some serious, like well, I guess strife and torment what to, I'm like, trying to, say to reduce those, the, you know. those two things are like all you have. So they're so much more monumental. Right. Like, right. So when, when you have trouble in those two areas mm-hmm. as, as a kid, like, I think it's getting harder and harder to like cope with. Yeah. I mean, like, where do they turn, you know? Cause it's weird, you know, like, could you imagine being a kid and you like, you like go to your friend and like, be like, oh man, I'm going through like a rough time. And then they like Snapchat it and like right. send it to all their friends. They're like, oh, look at Brandon. He's being a little, uh, a little, little punk over here. He's exactly. uh, going through another existential crisis. <laughs> and then like that makes you spiral even more. Cause you're like already like going through some shit. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine dealing with the social media aspect of that. Like I don't know. I, I barely. I don't even use it now, so I couldn't even imagine being. Yeah, like you're it. worse than me on there. Like I, I try <laughs> not to use it. I get caught up in like Instagram a little bit. Yeah, I just have it's them just one, for like messaging, just right for there. messaging people. You're not it. even friends with me on Facebook. Yeah, it's a bummer. I asked you like six <laughs> years ago, and like North it was probably Carolina. longer than that ago. Or whenever, wait, when we were, I remember like in North Carolina, I was like, dude. You had to accept my Facebook friend request. Yeah, I was like, dude, I got these pictures of you, bro. That was in 2014, <laughs> for the record, folks. <laughs> yeah, I think I've logged on to Facebook twice in the last 10 years, and once was to look at Facebook Marketplace to get the apartment that we're currently standing in, and then the other was just to like get somebody's birthday, I think. That's, sure. that's it. Sure. No posts since probably... 2010 yeah i don't like facebook either <laughs> i feel like a lot of um yeah i don't know I, I, try, I try not to use it um but that's not what we're here to talk about though right. um i mean i just remember though like i i remember being a kid and I just life was like i guess it's not for everybody but i just remember like just life was great like mm-hmm. everything was just fun yeah, like it's it's fun to be a kid. Like I, I wish I could do it again. Like I wish I could go back, and and do the same yeah. stupid shit over again. But oh I guess like speaking of that, uh, I gotta interject because like at work the other day, you know how they have the uh, the electric motorized like scooter for you know people at, yeah. at stores. You know, um, there was a a kid and he came out like where that was where I was like doing a bunch of stuff like in the foyer, and he was like just playing on that thing like having a good time. Sure. And then, like, you know, we just started interacting, and I had, like, all these, like, boxes of uh, corn chips, and, like, there was, like, blue corn, yellow corn, you know, like, all kinds of different corns, you know? He's like, I didn't know that it could be like that. And so I'm, like, explaining it to him, and but he's playing on this thing, like, having a good time. He's like, he's like, give me the key. I want to turn this thing out. I'm like, I can't give you the key, like, but you can keep pretending like you're, you know, you're playing, you know? And then he drops this, like, wise nugget where he's like, you ever wish you were a kid again so you could like drive in the like be in the back seat of the car while your mom drives around and fall asleep and i was like i never thought about it but that was like maybe one of the most comforting things i ever had when i was a kid is like you get in the back seat of the car and you just fall asleep like immediately right and this kid was like you ever wish you could do that i'm like i can't go back in time man you know so you enjoy it now and i was like damn you're a genius kid <laughs> yeah how about that that's a coincidence baby that guy was there to tell you something yeah cool kid yeah cool yeah. kid and uh i also uh did a sham god on a kid at the laundromat the other day oh uh, you pulled it off <laughs> yeah i mean like it was like funny he was just like dribbling and his mom was like uh doing the laundry but he was dribbling outside are you good with your left hand what's that are you good with your left hand i, I can yeah i can spin a basketball on my left hand yeah. i can do this like i can shoot lefty 
I can lay up lefty for sure. But he was like, you got to steal the ball from me. And I was like, all right, all right. And then like, he did kind of have a couple of moves and I just like, you know, stole the ball. And then I was like, all right, I'll show you how to spin the ball on your hand, on your finger. So I did that. And he was like, oh, cool. And then I was just like, I just did a little quick little like sham God on him. Nice. <laughs> was his mind blown? He was just, I think he was just like, whoa. I think the spinning the ball on the finger kind of sure, was like sure. more mind blowing. Yeah. After that, it's just. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyways, um, no, I feel like, yeah, I can't imagine. Like, I feel like life should be just that should be the best time like in your life like that yeah that you know just growing up growing up until you're an adult that everyone should want to like look back at that finally and say hey yeah like, yeah yeah i wish I, I wish i could go back but it's crazy that i think like more and more today like kids just don't like feel like that and i think that's just like um a global phenomenon. I don't think that's just an American thing. You don't think thing. it's strictly American? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's odd because you have seen a couple of shootings like internationally. Well, that's the and yeah. It's, ahead, well, and it's it's tricky too because like people are like, hey, like that never happens as much anywhere else. So I'm like, well, there's a lot of bombings that happen in certain areas of the right. world, and obviously that's not a shooting, but that's still like a public thing that happens where right. innocent people like anytime innocent people are involved you're like what the fuck just happened here like why that's so cruel it doesn't make any sense right like w- why like there's it can never like oh it's like what like this guy like is like you know obviously like there's like a mental disorder or it could be you know somebody's beliefs or it could be like somebody got like tormented so much themselves that they had to like take it out on somebody. But it's like, what the fuck? Like I never heard a good explanation for this shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think? No, I think it's, it's definitely like, it's all, it's all in the same vein. Like it's definitely like a terror attack the same way as like a bombing would be. Um, which is why you probably saw Steve Kerr get so emotional. Did you see that? Yeah, because his dad got assassinated. Yeah, yeah, from a terror attack. Yeah, that shit. I don't insane. think a lot of people knew that, but it's like that's definitely gonna, probably gonna why yeah. be why it struck a nerve. I don't think people understand. Yeah, because he flipped out, you know, and people are like, "What the fuck, my dude? His dad got killed, assassinated." Like, yeah, you're gonna feel a certain way when so these we, things come up. What do you think we do though? Like, what do you think you do? Because like. I mean, are we in a downward spiral? Can we pull ourselves out of this shit? I mean, I don't know. Like, what's the one thing you can do? Like, that's the thing. Like, I, I don't think there's one thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot, everyone kind of bears responsibility for these things. Mm-hmm. I think that we definitely need to make it harder to, like, get guns. I don't think you should make guns illegal. I don't think you should right. take away guns, but I think it should be the same. Like, oh, they ain't take. Yeah, the, the they ain't gonna take away yeah, the guns. Yeah, I know. That's I, know shit. I know. Anybody who says they're gonna take them away, I'm like, do you know where you're living? Like, you gotta but, read the signs. Like, I, I, it's not illegal for me to like fly a helicopter, mm. but I have to like prove. Yeah, that, like, a certain com- competency. Yeah, for sure. To like, yeah. I, and I have to go through like you know certain trainings and, and just have like you know keep up a license mm-hmm. and i think that's kind of like where we should kind of go with that but i don't think that like, we should be like so radical also 
um, yeah, the way that people come off, and they're well, it's they're, tricky because there's like so many unregistered weapons too, right? Like it's staggering amount, you know. And so I don't, you know. And the thing is, is like as soon as you make something like illegal, there's always going to be someone there in the black market. It could be more waiting nefar- to profit. It could on be that. In, even more nefarious too. Yeah, you know, like that. And obviously, that already does happen with guns a lot. I mean, it's yeah. It's they're out there. Yeah, but it's like, man, like I don't know. Like I also feel like we shouldn't have like assault rifles. So, like for for anything, if, if we want them, we should have them like add like maybe like a gun range so people can use them. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know if you should like own them. You think you yeah. should have guns? Yeah, I mean that is a gun. So but that's like, where, the, where the classification. Yeah, is yeah, that's yeah. where it becomes a little tricky. Then you're right. You're right. But I don't know, like, what is, yeah. like, I, I have, what is the line, though? Like, what is the line? Like, what is the the line on that? Because I, I think that that's not, that's not the only issue, too. Like, I think. Yeah, I mean, when, I when mean we focus on. There's, like, the militarization of, like, the police stations now. Like, sure. I mean, like, you look at, like, a, the police station now, it looks like the military 20 years ago. Right. And so, I don't know. It's, well, that's because they buy, like, all the old equipment from the military. Right. So, I mean, like, there's just, like, there's so many guns. Like, the shit is, like, everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, so ingrained in our culture. And, like, yeah, I, I don't I don't own a gun. I just want to get that on the record. But... Right, I don't own a gun either, but, like... But, like, for me to say that somebody can't... Right. Is, like... It's tricky, you know? Like, I don't... Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say that. Like, it's hard to... And, like, you, you look at, like, England, like, they don't have any guns, but then they have more stabbings. Like, more people die from stabbings over there per capita, I think, than people in America die from guns. Sure. So, like, it's, like, a weird, I mean, like... Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, like this is kid, it a human condition, like, this, situation? It it, it, it it exacerbates the problem. So, like, this kid, for example, this most recent one, or Buffalo. Yeah. Like, you know they're going to, like, do something no matter what. Right, like these two, yeah. these two individuals for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter, like what laws are in place. Yeah, like they're gonna break them. Right, like you, they'll find a way around it for sure. Yeah, and it doesn't matter, like even if like guns never existed, like these two people will cause terror probably Most in some likely. way, yeah. shape or form. Like there are other reasons why this happened. Um, mm-hmm. This isn't the only reason. It does make a difference, though. Like, you know, it's a lot easier to kill 25 people with right. a gun. Exactly. Than, like, yeah. with a knife. Yep. So, like, it does It does make the problem worse. So there is merit to say, like, you know, we should try to regulate these things in, in this way. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like there's, there's a reason why... This guy is like this, and I don't think he was, like, born this way. Like, I don't think... In a nature versus nurture situation. Because if he was born that way, you would recognize it earlier. Right? Yeah. I mean, some things are latent. They come up, and, like, somebody can change over the matter of... uh, You know, like I was saying earlier, it's just, like, every decision you make can, like, set you off course by one degree. Sure. And you're so far away from your original like thought or stance like you could be you know like whacked out and who yeah i don't know like what 
the psychology of this like recent one is i can never understand the psychology of any of these well, let's go to buffalo either though too like well, obviously that's yeah. going to be like an escalating like series of like indoctrination of like where this guy is slowly buying into this bullshit yeah. more and more right that he's yeah. feeding into and then becoming into like an echo chamber or whatever yeah but he didn't start this way like it was a progression like was, he didn't, yeah you know what i mean his ship got off course like at some point and it was right. just never course corrected right i mean the buffalo one man like this dude he was a security guard or i mean uh, there and he was a cop his whole life and then he dies at a security guard at a grocery store right it's fucking tragic man oh, okay. that's fucking so tragic um yeah I, I don't know yeah i think like people are working more um they're not around to like raise these kids like these these kids are now like see yeah that's tricky too but like when we were kids like it was just like you could just like they're like get outside the house they're like come back at sundown you know sure they're like go do like come back for lunch if you need some food but otherwise like that's go, true go do some stuff and like yeah. i don't think that that's like as possible in today's world so i feel like people are probably like more like uh uh you know restricted in that way and so, but sure. then if you're like, but it's, it's, if you're even, it's also just like, also maybe just like talking to your kid and just like mm. having time to like deal with their problems. Because maybe if you're stressed out, you don't have the time to react properly mm-hmm. to like listen to your kid's needs or whatever. Yeah. And maybe you're just telling them to shut up. Yeah. Instead, like, and these things are just stressing out these people because, like, you know, you need more money. You need to work more. You're not around as much. You don't have the time and the patience. Yeah. To, uh, and that's just one factor. Like, you're stripping out money out of schools. Like, they're not able to. Well, that, of course. To do things. Like, and, and you know, and the social media aspect of it. Like, just the whole, like, insane amount of scrutiny that's. Yeah, I think that um, is a big part of it, too. I think it's all those things, like. But I mean, there's been... but like even with Buffalo though, it's like you know, like it's it's this guy wasn't a kid. I was gonna say that's not all like young people. It's right. like, it can be anything. I mean, right. Like, but I think it's like what was the one that happened in Vegas? Like the one where the guy was just like up in the the hotel, and he was just like in Vegas. Yeah, I was at a festival, and he was just like picking people off like one by one. Sure, I think I remember that. And it was like so like coordinated. And I'm like, what the? Because f- it's not only like it's diabolical and it's like twisted, you know. So it's just like so off that that the edge, you know. Right. Yeah, it's like. It's, but I mean, then yeah, like when people blow up like a market in, you know, the Middle East or something like that, and it's just like thirty people die from that, and it happens all the time. Like I'll turn on the news every day. It's like every few days, like there's another bombing and you know, Cairo or wherever, you know, Yeah, and it's constant, you know? So, I mean, like the psychology, people are fucked up everywhere with that shit, you know? Um, but yeah, the, yeah, I think the difference is though, is like in those places, like you'll see, um, there's definitely like, there's the, you can, you can explain that kind of anger with like the, the type of inequality that's where you're getting at before is like the levels of uh wealth gap disparity in this country are like it's like at some like great depression rock yeah i think i think we're getting we're only getting started with that yeah it was like it's like unchecked monopolies and people because i mean yeah you go i mean i mean he even i mean obviously like los angeles they have like a hundred thousand homeless people right and like they'll just be you know 
in the downtown sector there and it's all banks and it's all that stuff and it's you know people going to those jobs they're obviously quite quite well to do mm-hmm. and they're like you know i'm not saying they're stepping over these people but like they basically are and it's a whole segment of the population that's just getting completely like thrown out to the the wind and you look at like seattle like they have like the, one of the biggest wealth gaps there sure and like you can't even like try to live there or like san francisco if you're like poor like that shit ain't ever gonna happen again and uh yeah it's like uh yeah the haves and the have-nots it's like getting like back to like some old like king surf shit basically yeah it's a dangerous energy like it's it's gonna be i think it's just gonna get worse and worse like people are just gonna get fed into like their own anger like it's easier to get isolated now too um it's easier to just stay inside of your house mm-hmm. and not interact with the world and not give yourself any reason to like find anything accidentally right so you're just kind of you're always like curating your own little like like little like a uh, tunnel vision like situation you got like blinders on to like a lot of situations and you like get fed this algorithm Right. And you're like constantly in your own like spiral. And that can be beautiful, you know? Like if you're like spiraling out, like reading. Maybe about that's something. how you're like immune to the butterfly effect. Yeah. And yeah. You just kind of get in like an echo chamber, like a cocoon. Yeah. What is the one thing that this. Like, <laughs> it's an echo chamber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, to bring it back to a lighter, lighter situation, um, anything else in the news going on? I mean, that's a big one. Like, I mean, oh, that's like, the how- biggest one. Yeah. How do you feel though? Like, what do you what do you think is like in? Uh, how do you feel about this uh, future here? Um, you know, for me, I feel like money is definitely always at the core of this thing. Sure. I feel like we need to move towards a universal basic income. Right. I think we just need to give everybody a grand a month just off the top just off the rip we could do it we have so much money we spend so much money well so money isn't even like real yeah no like for like like we spent like like on like the homeless here in madison we spent like i think like 30 grand per homeless person to try to help them this year through different programs sure we just gave them 30 grand well, it, was, it wouldn't even be like there wouldn't even be a problem i wasn't even gonna take it even way back like okay do you know what the war of 1812 mm-hmm like they don't really teach about that one in school, right? Yeah, we learned about it, but I think yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about other times I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah, there's 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 a big reason though. Like we don't really learn about that one. What, like, what's what do that? they tell you about school? Like what what is that war? Like they tell you. I don't know. You you tell me. Like they burned down our capital, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Britain just came and they're like, we're yeah. not fucking around. Yeah. But why? Because they wanted tax money. Because we. <laughs> We're saying exactly. We were saying not only do we not want to pay your taxes, mm-hmm. we're not even fucking around with the uh, First Bank of England. Oh yeah, yeah. We we will not bank we're through not, you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're, yeah. We're move, yeah, of course. So like, yeah. there, remember there was like a time where like we didn't have like the Federal Reserve. Yeah. And then after the War of eighteen twelve, Woodrow Wilson was that gave when power he... to the Federal Reserve. Okay, so that, that was that... the biggest mistake that he ever made. He didn't uh... understand. Huh. What is he getting coerced into doing? Okay. Okay. Sign it away. I'm going to just leave that at that and just feel like, you know, maybe if you guys want to get into something. Yeah. Learn about the War of 1812. All right. We'll circle back to that at some point. Yep. 
catching any hoops catching some hoops all day uh looks like boston's gonna take down miami fuck boston and uh my climb chowder motherfuckers my pick of the the mavs taking out the uh the warriors in five is definitely not gonna happen well at least they made five yeah, they're going to go to five games. <laughs> they call that the gentleman sweep, yes, where they uh, give you one game for free. Man, Golden State, they look good. They look like they're the ones. I'm just glad that they're going to kick Boston's ass. Yeah, it's going to be good to see Boston lose in the finals. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's some cool things going on with the uh, the Heat, though. Uh, did you see that story about like that that kid... Um, last name Martin. What happened? Do you know how he was, like, got on the team? Uh, J. Cole put him yeah, on? Yeah, I heard that. Story. Yeah, yeah, because J. Cole just, like, saw him in, like, North Carolina practicing somewhere. Like in the gym, yeah. And then who did he, did he call up Haslam? Yeah. He called up Udonis Haslam. Yep. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. That's why Haslam's on the team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and so J. Cole put him on, and they told the scouts to check him out, and then he got on the team. That's as good as it gets. It's as good as it gets. Um, <laughs> but yeah, otherwise, I don't know. I don't think they have a shot. Um, one thing, though, that I also wanted to say was uh, PJ Tucker has been doing a pretty good job on Tatum, I feel like, at least from what I've seen. He's putting some, yeah, Tatum's kind of in his own head, it looks like. I think uh, Tucker might be uh, taking up some real estate in his mind. I wish we had him. I wish we, uh, yeah. I, I, I do blame management and Bud yeah. for what happened, but I think I blame management more than Bud. Yeah, oh because wow. I, Fire management? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think Bud was definitely, like, a problem, but, like, also, like... They couldn't have let P.J. Tucker go. You know, you know, like, the story, too, is, like, they told him to go out and try to get an offer from a different uh, yep, team, and they yep. would match him. He was so he felt disrespected. Yeah. And then he bounces after winning a championship, after being a big focal point of the defense on a championship run. Yeah. And then we trade DiVincenzo. Yep. There it is. I think that's the biggest reason why we're not in the finals right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's I'm, good to see Steph in there. It's good to see Golden State I in can't there. believe you're like, you talked positively about Bud there for a second. Just, well, just in order comparatively. of... Comparatively, yeah, in order of ranking. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> if you're going to put me put Bud against the uh, the management, I, do, I feel like the management fucked up more. Well... You heard it here first, first folks. Uh, I yeah. still think that we should buy fire, but like, did you see what Magic Johnson said? No. Uh, he said, because he's talking about the Lakers' next coach. Yeah. And he said, other than Spolstra, like, the other three coaches are all ex-players. And there's like, um, he's know, not, there's he's a reason why they're, they're big on like holding there. Their, their, he was saying that they're able to hold players accountable. Mm. So he's saying like you know he's, he's a saying it's a good thing that they're ex players. Good thing that they're ex players. Okay, okay. I thought he was going the other way with it. Um, that they're better able to hold players, star players, accountable. So he's also saying maybe Vogel wasn't good at holding like LeBron James and Westbrook and AD accountable, which is some slight shade. Who'd there. have thought? Who'd have thought? But I do. I agree with all of that though, minus the uh, the whole internal reflections on it. You know, I'm not gonna say anything about how he's like feeling about how the Lakers did or how Vogel might or might not have like yeah done shit but I do agree with him on like I think players do make better coaches and I think they are able to hold players accountable and I think like there's a big problem with Bud is that he's not able to just hold players accountable like I mm-hmm. don't think he cares that players make mistakes as long as they're like running his system I gotcha yeah new system they make the same mistakes 
It's pretty apparent now at this point that uh, when they go with the plan, they stick with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Lakers, I don't know who they're going to get. Um, I don't know what their their whole deal is out there. I think they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. I think it'll be two years in a row of LeBron not making the, the playoffs. See, I don't know. If they're healthy, though, they're going to make the playoffs. But LeBron made a third-team All-NBA this year. That just got announced. So nice. I don't know if you checked out any of the all NBA stuff. Uh, no, I didn't. I know we honest made it. And that's of all course, I care yeah. about. All right. We can get into that next week. <laughs> <laughs> I love the all NBA team. Sure. It's the 15 best players. I, I'll, get, I'll, I'll do my research on that. I just haven't seen it yet. I just know that like Giannis made it. He definitely made it. He was the only player to make first ballot unanimous for first team Dope. on every single person that voted. So dope. That ain't the MVP. I don't know what is. My MVP. Um, he's the favorite to win next year. Yeah, that's worth. Well, we'll see what happens. Yeah. 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 He's always in the running. Watch any hockey? Nope. Nope. Not at all. How about you? Yeah. Now that the Bucks are out, I'm watching more hockey. Dang. Yeah. My team's fucking losing. How uh, How are they? I haven't even checked the standings. What's they're, going on with the Flames? Uh, they're flaming out. Oh. They're flaming out. They're down three to one. They're going down. Yeah. Um. I was watching their game last night, and they just let some stupid goals go in. The one reason why I picked the team is because their goalie should be strong, and then he's right. like not. Um. Not happening. No. But one thing I will comment on is like hockey is cool for a lot of reasons. Like one, the fighting is dope. But two, like when they pull the empty net. At the end oh, of the it's game. the best! Yeah, pull the goalie. It's the best fucking moment in sports. Like, oh yeah, it's literally like the best two minutes um, when you're down one. Yeah, and you have your like empty net. Um, yeah, it's great. It's 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 probably my favorite thing in sports. Your favorite thing in sports? Yeah, yeah. Really? Brush like if if your team is losing and your goalie is pulled. Yeah. Like those two minutes are probably some of the funnest two minutes you could ever it's, have. In it's sports. exhilarating. It's pretty yeah. good. I could probably think of a couple other things, but you know. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. It's a hyperbole, though. Like, uh, yeah. I, I I think like probably game winning shot is probably my favorite. Pretty thing much all time. Yeah. Like. But. Well, yeah. Yeah, I know hockey's dope. Shout out to hockey. Shout out to hockey. Um. Yeah, what you got going on in the sports world? It's about it, man. I can't think of anything else major that happened this uh, this week with the sports stuff. John Daly did not win. No? He didn't make it? No. 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 It's crushing. Uh, That's a bummer. Crushing Diet Cokes and peanut M&Ms. And there you go. A couple of smokes. Uh, a whole lot of smokes. A whole lot of smokes. Yeah. Yep. Daly. Gotta love him. Daly's the best. Yeah, I can't think of much else, man. Yeah, uh, I think that's uh, probably going to be a wrap today, then. All right, thanks for joining us, folks. Pod Sham God with Amo and Brandon. Have a good night. Peace out, y'all.